Hello everyone and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Hunter Mitchell, also with the Department of Communication. Today we're going to help you know one of the organization's newest leaders, Paul Sturgis. Paul is the Senior Director of Human Resources Strategy and Organizational Effectiveness here at Michigan Medicine. Before we bring Paul in, be sure to make it your strategy to go back and check out all episodes of The Wrap you may have missed. The employee podcast changed formats in the past few weeks as Hunter joined the team as co-host, so you'll definitely want to take a listen to our most recent shows, which are more conversational, informative, and fun than ever before. You can find more episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. A video podcast version of the show can also be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel. Okay, with that, let's bring in Paul Sturgis. Paul joined Michigan Medicine at the end of 2019, so it's certainly been an interesting time getting to know the organization in the era of COVID-19. Paul, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Because you're relatively new, can you tell us about your role within the Department of Human Resources and some of the work you're involved in around the organization? Oh, it would be my pleasure, Hunter. Thank you. So in my work, my work is HR strategy, as well as organizational effectiveness. It really does involve a number of different areas uh, in HR. For instance, what you may not be thinking about is talent acquisition when you hear HR strategy, but that's one of the primary areas of focus that I have is making sure that we get the uh, talent that we need in order to uh, secure our mission and work toward really accomplishing a lot of our objectives. In addition to that, I have some responsibility in new employee orientation. So not only getting the folks who need to come, the talent, if you will, but also providing them with some onboarding and orientation. The other part of my work is actually in employee engagement. So once you're here, making sure that individuals are engaged in the work that they're doing, that they have the opportunity to share their, their input, their contribution, and certainly allow us to get better at the things that we do. Uh, in addition, I also have some responsibilities in HR analytics at not only the trends of folks who join our organization, but looking out and to predict the future of what our workforce may look like uh, going forward. Uh, the other area, of course, is one of uh, that's near and dear to me, and that is in recognition, uh, employee appreciation and recognition, making sure that individuals really do feel appreciated uh, for the work that they're doing here and that we're acknowledging each other as peers. So uh, I have a number of different areas that I support and certainly uh, that one thing that you can see that weaves through all of them is organizational effectiveness. And that is of course, uh, allowing individuals to do what they do best at work uh, and bring their whole selves here in order to be effective. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's, it sounds like you have nothing on your plate. I mean, I don't even know how you fill your days with the, the work that you have to do. Now, as you know, Paul, uh, February is celebrated as Black History Month and as a leader within the organization, what does Black History Month mean to you? Oh, I tell you, it's a important time for me, Daniel. Certainly all of my uh, working history, I've taken the opportunity to really look at what February means. And essentially it's the opportunity for us to learn from one another. Um, it really gives us uh, a specific point in time where we can say, if there's something about black history that we don't know, that we don't understand, that we haven't had the benefit of learning throughout our education, this is a great time for us to seek out answers uh, and to find out why we should all be proud of this wonderful opportunity, this wonderful month that celebrates the contribution uh, of, of black in history. So one thing that I would ask that everyone should do or that I have always done is to find something out that's different than you may have understood, to uh, challenge some of the assumptions about black history, 
uh, and ask or read, uh, which is always a great way to obtain knowledge, to read about something that you may be a little curious about. And I'm sure you'll find, just as I have found, that it's a great way uh, to have a whole new level of understanding and appreciation. And that's why we should all be proud of this. Thank you. Um, so, Paul, I think you kind of touched on it already a little bit, but why is it so important that Black History Month is celebrated and recognized across the U.S.? Yeah. I think if nothing else, Hunter, what we've seen take place over the last several months is the understanding that we need to appreciate one another, not just on an individual level, but appreciate the cultures that we all have. And what Black History Month does is it gives us the opportunity to further appreciate and say, even if I don't know all the things that are going on in someone else's culture, that it's important to me to acknowledge that culture and that contribution and say to that person that you matter. So it's important for us to continue as we, we continue along our, our path and our mission of inclusion uh, and appreciation of diversity and belongingness that we understand that little things like acknowledging someone's culture is a very, very significant impact. Yeah, I think, you know, that that leads perfectly into this next question that celebrating Black History Month helps to reinforce the organization's core values of inclusion and efforts with diversity, equity and inclusion. Uh, I know that you've been doing some work as part of the Anti-Racism Oversight Committee or AROC. Can you talk a little bit sort of uh, about how celebrating Black History Month, not just in February, but maybe throughout the year, can help reinforce these values of DEI and enhance the work that that AROC is doing? Oh, absolutely. I tell you, Daniel, the work that AROC is doing is phenomenal. I mean, there are a lot of areas that they're exploring as an oversight committee that really challenge us to look at how we're living our day-to-day -day lives in support and in pursuit of an appreciation for diversity, inclusion, and belongingness. So one of the, the challenges that we have is keeping that message fresh and making sure that it stays out in front of folks who need to consider different ways of, of celebrating uh, our diversity. And February, once again, gives us a great platform for us to fully explore uh, that opportunity to, to explore that celebration. So I would advocate that a lot of the work that we're doing in AROC is not just for February and certainly not just for the next six months, but will extend years into the future as far as how we look at our, our organization coming together in support of welcoming others and being stronger as a result of it. So uh, it certainly is a great chance for us to move forward. Now, going back to human resources for a moment, what sort of initiatives or programs are you looking forward to in the months and years ahead? Sure, ab absolutely. Well, in HR, you know, I mentioned that one thing that is extremely important is for us to continue to listen to faculty, staff, and learners to find out some of the important areas of, of exploration, of things that are important to folks, of things that they want to change. And coming up next month, believe it or not, the time is going by relatively fast, will be our faculty staff uh, engagement survey. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it because unfortunately, as a result of COVID, we had to postpone uh, getting a measure and listening to employees as a result of the survey uh, earlier, or excuse me, late last year. But this year gives us the opportunity to check back in with everyone. So I highly encourage everyone to take the opportunity when the engagement survey link comes your way to fill it out, let us know how, how things are going, let us know what's on your mind, and give us the opportunity to really work toward uh, creating the type of work environment that you feel will be supportive moving forward. Awesome. Well, we will certainly do that. So thank you so much, Paul, for sharing this information. If you want to learn more about Paul and his current role here at Michigan Medicine, you can check out this week's Q&A at mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org.
Well, Paul, just in case you thought your work here was done, you're not quite. We've introduced a new feature called the lightning round, where you have 60 seconds to answer four quick questions. Are you ready? I'll give it my best shot, Hunter. Awesome. All right, Dan, I think you have the first question. Yeah, I'll start it out, and I got my clock ready to go. So here we go. Now, Paul, if you could have one job that isn't your current role, what would it be? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say astronaut. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, when the pandemic is officially over, what's the first thing you plan on doing? Very first thing I'm going to do is I am going to go to the nearest cinema. I'm going to grab my family and we're going to see the uh, a blockbuster, any blockbuster that's playing on screen, uh, sit there and eat stale popcorn and enjoy ourselves because it's been way too long. Uh, that leads perfectly into the next question. So you said any blockbuster, but I want to know if you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Oh, no, that, that's almost an impossible question to answer. I, I tell you, I, I'm a big movie buff. So there are a number of different movies that are playing through my mind. Uh, you know, I'm going to say one that I've said to my staff, so I'm going to put it back out there. Uh, there was a movie a few years back called The History of Violence. And the history of violence was a movie that in the thumbnail sketch is about redemption uh, and the ability and the power of us choosing our path. So that would be the one I'd watch over and over again. Awesome. All right, last question. So it's freezing outside this week. Uh, and this question makes a ton of sense. If you had to pick just one ice cream, milkshake, or smoothie, what would it be? Smoothie, definitely. Lactose intolerant. <laughs> well, that makes total sense. <laughs> Pretty easy answer for you then. Well, you didn't get all of them in, in less than a minute, but I, I know you had a lot to say about that movie, so it's okay. Oh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'll also throw one other thing in there. I yeah. do have to say Black Panther was my, my Thai movie that I was going to mention as well because, hey, it's February. Thanks. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Paul, for being a great sport with this. Once again, if you want to learn more about Paul and the role he plays at Michigan Medicine, go to mmheadlines.org. And while you're there, you can check out other featured stories from this week, including the incredible story of a patient who has been coming to Michigan Medicine for 27 years, and a look at a team of experts who traveled to an Amish community in southern Michigan to provide treatment for children with hearing loss. That story got me thinking, Dan. Uh, in Michigan, what's your favorite place to go? Well, I think that I'm probably not alone in saying that I love to go up north and, and you know, uh, in the, the northern lower peninsula, I would say Petoskey has been my favorite place to go. Um, you know, the, I do like going to the west and going to Holland, but Petoskey, it had sort of the perfect combination of the small town feel, but then you can go right up onto the lakefront, watch the sunset over the, the, the lake. It was just absolutely beautiful. So I love going up to Petoskey. Now, my dream is to go to the upper peninsula. And believe it or not, I mean, I've lived here for most of my life and, and haven't done that yet. Unless you count when I was a kid, my dad literally drove us over the Mackinac Bridge so that we could say we were in the upper peninsula. Then we just turned back around and came back to Mackinac City. So I don't think that counts. So one of these days, I think I'll get to the upper peninsula. What about you, Hunter? Well, so on that note, actually, I've never been to the Upper Peninsula either. I've lived here my entire life, so I don't, I guess that just happens, you know, I, you got to make a point to do that. Um, for me, uh, it's not too far away, but Traverse City. Um, we love going to Lake Michigan, and somehow we always end up at Traverse City. You know, they got great little shops, little camera store, uh, super fun place to go if you haven't been there yet. A huge Cherry Republic, of course. Got to right. get the Cherry Salsa from Cherry Republic. Are we, Look at that. that, that We've I don't know, are they that. like going to sponsor our show? Is that what's going to happen? I think, yeah. I, I, I'll put the graphic up and we'll see what we can do. <laughs> All right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. Last week, we asked listeners, 
There was recently a Wellness Wednesday story focused on reducing what in your daily work life? The answer, of course, is emails. Congratulations to Brian Wu, who emailed in the correct answer. Brian, a member of the Department of Communication, will be in touch shortly to help you claim your prize. Now for this week's question, here's Hunter. This week's question is, in which county is the Amish community located that is assisted by Michigan Medicine hearing experts? Once again, in which county is the Amish community located that is assisted by Michigan Medicine hearing experts? Once you know the answer, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for a chance to win a prize. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much, Paul, for joining us. And as always, thank you to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.